folks, welcome back to the iHealth channel, iHealth Radio, the Fit and Fab channel, the Nutritious channel. It's going to be a ride, folks, today. I mean, ultimately, we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff that touches on, you know, our wellness. And I have with me a guest who will take us a journey of how to make things happen in our health in a an herbalistic way. And I'm going to leave it at that. And and that's that's where we're going to be today. So we're going to talk about all that, and also going to talk about how to manage stress using all these things. So so that's just a little bit of a preview of our show today. But so without any further ado, I have with me Sarah Hanna. Uh, you know, Sarah, welcome to the show. Thank you, Hurricane H. I'm so looking forward to this interview. There is so much to talk about. Oh, uh, listen. I mean, I I you and I had a pre discussion, and 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 let's just just I want to for our audience's purposes. Folks, health is wealth. That's the key. Wellness is everything. And one thing that we all experience today in this modern age of ours is stress. And definitely our nutritious levels are not where they need to be. So we have all, I mean, this is going to be a fun hour because your expertise, Sarah, is going to make a difference in a lot of people's lives because we don't know how to handle things today. I mean, I, frankly, I mean, it's funny because I, I, I watch a lot of, you know, the the nutritionists and dietitians and some of the doctors that are pre-health and all the stuff, all of it, because that's my my thing, right? And it's amazing. Like, I'm just covering more of how our foods, how our, everything that we have today is really bad for you. I mean, 90% of it, you know? So 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 before we get into all that, because that's going to be the deep dive here, but but Sarah, just for our audiences, I know you have an excellent background. Can you share with us your background? Because I think they'll be excited to to, to it'll be excited and they'll be excited to hear about your um, history a little bit. Sure. So um, I wear many different hats. I'm a master herbalist and I do radio shows and TV shows across the U.S. and internationally teaching people how to integrate safely botanical herbal medicine, which includes medicinal mushrooms and medicinal trees into our lives. I'm a classical homeopath. As a lactation consultant, I've helped over 45,000 babies breastfeed. I'm a book author and I'm a keynote speaker at medical conferences across the U.S. So my real goal is to re-empower people to be able to grow their own medicine, make their own medicinal tinctures, and know how to use medicinal plants that are everywhere. I always tell a story that I'm from Brooklyn, New York, originally from Los Angeles, crazy cities, and I'm in Midtown Manhattan. And I'm there with, you know, this hippie with flowing skirts. And she says, if you want to cure a person, see what grows around their house. So I was like, uh, excuse me at the end of class. I'm like, have you been to Brooklyn? What grows is cars, concrete, fire escapes. And we got a lot of dog poop. I said, which one of those am I going to suggest for herbal, for medicinal healing? She said, open your eyes and handed me a Peterson herbal guide, which is a guide how to recognize plants that grow. So I took the book and I did a, a walk around the, my neighborhood around my neighborhood. And I found 10 medicinal plants growing between the cracks of the concrete in between broken down cars, and it blew my mind, Hurricane. It was like, are you kidding me? How can there be medicinal plants growing in Brooklyn? And there is. So in every neighborhood, no matter where we live, there are there are plants like dandelion where everybody's putting poison on it to kill it. And dandelion alone, the roots are medicinal, the leaves are medicinal, the beautiful little yellow flowers are medicinal, the seeds are medicinal, and people are trying to get rid of it. Walk up and down any street in Brooklyn, you're going to find ginkgo trees. Ginkgo is used to help with brain fog. It helps with asthma. It increases blood flow to the tips of your fingers and the tips of your toes. So what I learned in that first class of herbal medicine is that everything we need to heal grows. Now, I want to say that if someone breaks their leg or needs a root canal, please don't go to your herbalist. Go to the emergency room, get an x-ray, because herbalists love Western medicine when it's used appropriately. So go get that cast on your leg, but then you can come to an herbalist and we'll tell you about herbs that can help knit that bone. 
<laughs> all right, hold on. Hold on. I'm, I really got to like stretch for you here. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff there. <laughs> well, first of all, you're uh, literally a, 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 you know, a huge surprise in terms of, you know, what you are in terms of your background, because, uh, you know, I, it's hard to give people credit on these shows, literally, because it's very, I'm limited to what I can say in terms of time, but you've given your portfolio in, in literally 30 seconds, but but it was rich. <laughs> and it, I know that is a lot of work over the years and different hats, as you said earlier, that you wear. I mean, that was actually before the show. And 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 frankly, it's it's amazing. I mean, the naturopath, you know, part naturopath piece of it, the herbalist, the master herbalist, that's awesome. I mean, you're you're you go out there around the nation educating people uh, on TV and stuff. So it is it is. I mean, you do a lot of good stuff. And frankly, we need people that are doing your work because, listen, all of us we don't know much about things. I and mean, we know some things. Everybody knows something about something, but we don't know everything, right? And, and we do have to always reach out and, and, and you know, seek resources. And you are a great resource. So I am actually thrilled to have you today. So so I'm going to have fun uh, because you've talked about already the, the stuff that, that that's music to my ears. Because here's the thing. I would love to live a longer, healthier life. And everybody watching and listening right now would probably agree to that. Who doesn't, right? And you're right. I mean, there is a place for modern medicine. You're right. I mean, surgery is needed. You're going to get surgery. That's modern medicine. You broke your arm, your, arm, your legs, whatever. You're going to need that. But the nutrition part, the food part, the health stuff, you know, it doesn't have to be just medicinal drugs, which, by the way, they have, you know, good and bad outcomes, right? Uh, this is the natural piece. The natural stuff has existed for eons. I mean, it's always been out Thousands there. Thousands of years. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. This is not new. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. So it's so interesting, Hurricane, because when I started doing TV segments, I would come with all my different little herbs and my little <laughs> bottles, and I would set them up on the table, and this, the stage manager would come over, Hurricane, and say, which product are you representing? And I said, oh, no, 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 I'm not representing any product. They were like, no, no, no. Where should our camera focus? I said, I'm here to educate. And Hurricane, they were shocked. They were like, you're waking up at four o'clock in the morning and we don't get paid for these segments. You're waking up at four o'clock in the morning. You're coming to Midtown Manhattan. You're going to be on CBS or PIX11 or one of these shows and, and you're not selling anything. I was like, well, no, 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 I am. I'm selling for free knowledge, oh. information. So my whole goal is, you know, look, pharmaceuticals, as you said, have their place. But the truth is, is that every person could grow four herbs, learn about those four herbs, and probably make five to 10 medications with each one of those herbs. So what I say that I'm bringing to the table is wise ancient wisdom for the modern person, which is something that we've really lost. And social media is great. It's great. I'm on there, Sarahana S, everyone could follow me. But there's so much bad information out there. People are selling products. They're selling this and that. And the truth is that I didn't even give you my history. Besides getting an undergraduate degree, besides doing graduate work, I did a five-year classical homeopathic program. I did a three-year herbal apprentice program. I did breastfeeding re research and, and I did 2,500 clinical hours. So when you learn from an herbalist, we're not selling you anything except your ability to understand a couple plants and bring them into your life. So I'm a master herbalist. I'm not a healer. There are people that can put their hands on people for sure and feel your energy. My job is to listen to the client very deeply and hear constipation, migraines, chronic sore, sore throats, exhaustion. And I'm going to think, about all the plants that I know about and teach them which plants, which you can take in tea form. We're going to talk about our tincture form. You can take it twice a day, three times a day. And what you're going to do is be empowered to know what herbs work with your body type. Grow them yourself, buy them not from me. And that's not most practitioners out there these days, sadly. <laughs> wow, there's there's quite a bit in there. So so let me let me rephrase this for our audiences, folks. 
you know, the magnitude of your knowledge is is just immense. I mean, let's let's call it what it is. You you have you know a doctorate level in in a lot of these areas, right? And and you can talk at the highest level of knowledge. And you're right. You know, unfortunately, because of marketing. By the way, we're all on social media. We all try to do our part. And there is some real positive stuff, some great stuff, and there's some stuff that kind of gets in the mix of that. And because there's money-driven stuff, you know, usually money sometimes leads to false information or bad information, or even just and um, what do you call it? I would say and research information, right? People, you know, you get an influencer. I mean, I, you know, I get offers too, like to to I actually select what I would talk about. That's why I don't do a lot of them. I only will pick something that I, I feel makes sense and it will be beneficial you know but but there are people that will sell anything you know just because they get you know commission of that that and by the way there's nothing i'm not we're not talking about that aspect of it but people have to at least know what their their products and they what they put in in face of people because people will trust you and that's that's a big thing so that that point is really a serious point that we need to just take a moment on or a minute on because you know we all now it's a lot of people, I, I love you go to TV, like the major networks, but frankly, you know, people today, I get a lot more information from the outside of the networks, such as, you know, TikTok, <laughs> Instagram, Snap, you know, I mean, these, these are the platforms where, you know, I mean, think about when we had the pandemic, a lot of information was misinformation all over the place because people are getting it from different sources. You don't know where to get the real stuff. And sometimes people doubt the official channels as well. So it became a challenge, right? But Talking about someone like in your case, and I love what you said. This is not selling a product or a brand. You sell information that is a resourceful that will eventually lead to good health and prosperity and vitality. Because at the end of the day, that's all there is. If you don't have any of that good health, doesn't matter how much money you would have. Life will suck. I mean, let's let's call it what it is. And you're right. Uh, yeah. And you won't have the strength to help the loved ones around you. So I would love to jump to an herb called lemon balm. Lemon balm, you can like buy it at Home Depot. You could literally buy some seeds online. Lemon balm is in the mint family. Lemon balm is so easy to grow. It'll take over your garden if you don't watch it. Lemon <laughs> balm is one of our most medicinal herbs for pediatrics, newborns, toddlers, teens, and all the way up to geriatric. Lemon balm is antiviral. So you can take it during cold and flu season. You can drink it in a tea form or a tincture form. You can cut it up and put it in your salad. And it also calms the central nervous system. It calms you down. So if you have trouble sleeping, it's certainly not going to work at all like a sleeping pill. But you can it can calm you down. So I want to mention for a minute what a tincture is. So tinctures have been used all over the world for thousands of years. So we as herbalists, we pick plants in the spring, different plants in the fall, different plants in the winter, and different plants in the summer. But as you know, when you pick a plant out of the ground, it starts to wilt. Get some parsley at the store. It looks gorgeous and green. Keep it in your fridge for a day or two. It's already limp and starts to turn yellow and then it turns white and you throw it in the garbage. So what herbalists and medicinal healers from all over the world, and it's interesting because you can go to South America, you can go to South Africa, you can go to Canada, and this is herbalists have been doing it the same way. So we take a plant like this is lavender, which we can discuss in a minute. We were talking about lemon balm. I didn't forget about it. And we would pick the plant at the height when it's fresh. And then we pour grain alcohol over it. And we have, hold on, I have it here for us. One second. You put it in a glass container and you pour grain alcohol. I'm talking vodka, or beer, or you could use rum, you pour it over the plant, you let it sit for six to eight weeks, you strain it, and you have what is called a tincture. Why do I like tinctures? First of all, I work with neurotic, crazy people in New York and LA, true confessions, and they barely <laughs> sit down and you know do anything healthy unless they have to. And this has a 10-year shelf life. I mean, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but Pharmaceutical companies do not want you to know 
that you can make a medicine that can have a 10-year shelf life. So what happens is I can bring this on an airplane with me if it's under three ounces, right? I can keep it in my backpack, in my pocket, in my briefcase. And if you're ever feeling nervous and or overwhelmed, you can just take this tincture of lemon balm, and we'll talk about other plants, and you can either take a shot glass like this, put in a little bit of the tincture, boom, 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 I'm going to pull it up, shoot it in the in the, in the the shot glass, take a little bit of grape juice, down it like vodka, boom, and within 20 minutes, lemon balm is going to go into my system and be antiviral and calming and soothing. So if you're going on an airplane and you have a bunch of kids, Give them some lemon balm an hour before you're leaving, when you get to the airport and when you get on the plane. And I mean, they're still going to be wild. Let kids be wild. That's what they need to be. But they'll be more reasonable and calm. You get to your new destination. They're having a little issues with sleeping in a new hotel or grandmother's house, especially around the holidays. And you have some lemon balm. Lemon balm is not contraindicated with most medications. And it's phenomenal. It's just so phenomenal. Antiviral for the plane or holiday time helps calm the system down, but it doesn't make you too calm that you can't like drive a motor vehicle. So that's just one example of an herb. I mean, like who shouldn't have lemon balm in their house? So I want to jump for a minute to lavender. So we all know about lavender essential oil. Lavender essential oil is used all over the world in diffusers you could put just a couple drops of the essential oil on your pillow i always tell my clients get a pillowcase that's not like silk or this gorgeous million dollar pillowcase put three drops on the right side three drops on the left when you roll to the right inhale mm. that essential oil when you roll to the left inhale it you can repeat it if you want in the middle of the night so we're all familiar about lavender essential oil but lavender in tea or tincture is for stuck sadness stuck sadness like i broke up with that woman or that man 15 years ago and i'm still not over it take some lavender it'll help with stuck sadness i love that job it didn't work out it's not my fault my boss didn't understand me but it's still stuck inside of you so when we have this sadness and you know you can talk to a therapist and i love therapy for like 10 years and you hear that name, you're like, oh my gosh, I feel it in my heart. I feel it in my stomach. So you can incorporate with your therapy or without your therapy, lavender, and it will help release that stuck sadness. So medications don't even do that, but plant medicine does. Ooh. <laughs> well, well, actually, you know, uh, you talked about something that's important that all around the world, historically, you know, the, the old doctors or the old time doctors, you know, that's what they use. They use herbals. I mean, herbs to create medicine, whether you want to, I mean, whether you, the bad folks that created, you know, bad poison stuff was medicine, you know, was herbs. And the ones that cre created the cures were herbs. It's all in nature and it's real and it does the work. It's amazing that it, it it's not something new. It's been in existence. Yeah. It worked for, for, for thousands of years. It is, to your point, done the same way. And everybody, I mean, you go to a store. I mean, I, I actually, recently I was on a, on a trip for our show, and we went to this this uh, spice shop, and we've discovered spices that we never knew that existed and, and learned things that, like, for example, I, I had a, a thing about saffron. You know, I learned, like, that there's a fake saffron. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> that there was a fake saffron. There, there was a saffron that was fake. That's in the marketplace. That's plastic. I mean, it looks real. It 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 gives the color and everything, but it is plastic made. It's fake. Unbelievable. Like I was like, what the hell? And this is the stuff that we eat in every day. You know, I've actually gone to a, a restaurant one time and I got chicken. And this is not. We're talking about you know just uh, as a, and that wasn't chicken. Literally, it has strings. I mean, it's like this looks like you know somebody who made manufactured it and just camouflage it with something it was weird this is the stuff that we're talking about folks we have the yeah. ability to be healthy to use natural and i want to go back to to where we started the show you talked about brooklyn so so i i do share with you those 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 digs i lived in brooklyn for many years i worked in brooklyn for many years uh and and you're right i mean 
you would think that there's no plants out there, but there are places where you can see them. And you mentioned the basic stuff. I have then in, in, in my backyard every year. It's it's all over. And you're right. It is the first picture that you see in all those uh, uh what do you call the 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 weed you know, weed killers, whatever they call those. That's the yeah. first picture. Yeah, it's like kill it. And yet I actually I've 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 read about it and and you know, you're right, the roots are edible. I mean, everything it's 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 all great. But people think that we live in the cities and there is no out. There is now. Now, obviously, if you live, let's say, in Jersey or upstate New York or in Long Island in the in the tri-state area of Pennsylvania, you got a lot of land, you got a lot of greens. I'm sure there's plants everywhere around us. And everywhere. Everywhere. <clears throat> but what, what most most importantly is that these like you said, you can buy these things and, and grow them home. So that that's the other part. And I'm not talking about a garden. You can have them in pots, right? I mean, am I getting that right? Pots windowsills, fire escapes. And look, you know, I don't want to be a fear tactic monger, but, you know, if there was another pandemic and the pharmacies mm. were shut down, people really suffer. Very interesting. There was this herbalist, there's doctors without borders, and there's herbalists without borders. And she spoke about her experience of going to Puerto Rico after they had their disaster. They lost power there for over 12 months. So what they weren't talking about on the news is that people that were addicted to diabetic medicine, glucophage, they were addicted to statins, blood pressure medicines like losinopril. These, there were no pharmacies open. They, they were not, especially the, the people that were living up in the hills. So she went there with literally bags of herbs, and she taught all the people in the area that she could reach what to do, what to grow, because they didn't know how soon their pharmaceuticals were going to be back and available. Now, nobody wants to live through that crisis, but it's pretty darn good to know in Puerto Rico, especially, there are flowers called hibiscus. Hibiscus is a gorgeous, beautiful flower. It's it, it it's all over the world where it's warm. And the flowers are yellow and white and red. I like to use the red ones best because it's specific for high blood pressure. And she taught them how to take these plants and dry them. And her stories are remarkable. And I'm going to jump to Chicago. So there's an MD herbalist who's in inner city Chicago, really poor area. And there was a lot of high blood pressure, especially with the African-American community. They tend to have a lot of high blood pressure. And she found that they would come in, they would get a prescription for their blood pressure medicine, they would fill it once, and they weren't refilling it. And she was freaking out. She's a doctor. <laughs> She's like, I have to help these people. So she started getting huge bags of hibiscus. And she would give them in a Ziploc bag, this is other things, hibiscus tea, and they could drink it iced in the summers and warm in the winters. And she said that her patients were compliant. It didn't feel like medicine. They could make a pot of it and keep it on their kitchen counter, on their living room table. Their, the kids could drink it because if you don't need it for high blood pressure, it's not lowering your blood pressure. And she said she was able to help cure the community, not with pharmaceuticals that she was trained in because she's an MD. This is not an herbalist. And she said the compliance was unbelievable with the hibiscus tea. So I think a physician has to really assess the patient and see, is this going to be someone that's OCD, on time, has 20 timers going off on their phone? Are they going to take the medicine? Okay. If they're doing well with the medicine, they may not need herbs. But if you're someone who's like, oh yeah, you know, sometimes I wake up at 10, sometimes 12, you know, sometimes I go into work, sometimes I don't, you know, some days I eat healthy, sometimes I don't. This is not a person that's going to take their medicine. But if you give them a hibiscus tea, they can't smoke it though. Sorry, but there are some plants, but not hibiscus. So, and you teach them how to make a tea. I mean, they're going to do it if they like the taste. You can add honey, you can add anything you want to it. So this is the importance. And this is why I do podcasts like yours, because I think it's urgently important for people to understand that root canal, go to your dentist. But for most things, herbs will either assist the pharmaceuticals Sometimes they can replace the pharmaceuticals. And more importantly, 
Hurricane H is maybe we can prevent them from needing to need those pharmaceuticals. Well, so I, I, I want to hold that that thought right there. I mean, really preventative, right? Prevention. You know, everybody starts at a point before they get those diseases and those illnesses. If we all are educated enough early on, I think we can prevent even the disease. I mean, that's a whole thing. You know, that's that's the, the, the art that we forgot about. I mean, we tend to get busy early on with all the bad things in our life. I mean, sugar addiction, and then it goes from there. And then, then we get sick eventually. That should, I mean, that, we can talk about sugar if you want. That's, that's a, a, you know, a killer that actually drives a lot of bad things for your liver, for this, for the diabetes, you know, and then everything else that comes with it. But we start early. But if we were to educate, and by the way, I love what you do, educating people. Unfortunately, you know, hopefully we can get this even in the schools at an early age that would make a difference, right? You know, elementary school maybe and mid or even high school to get people. Uh, Lemon next- bomb ice pops. Lemon bomb there, ice there you pops go. for kids. But, 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 you, but you see what I'm saying? Like, you know, if we were to do that and, and really get people. Now, obviously, someone is not going to make enough money on the farmer side if, if, if this happened. And I get it. There's there's other distractions that would happen. I mean, people still go to the movies and get their Twizzlers and all the, the other stuff that made me, you know, not good. But either way, the fact of the matter is if we give enough education and, and by the way, thank you for going on podcasts and shows to share the value because this is all what it is. We want people to be aware. And and the end of the, the decision is yours, folks, right? You know, you want to stay healthy. You want your kids to be healthy. You can. But there is a way. I love what you said. The example of the med, the, the MD doctor who, in the middle of the inner city, uh, still figure out a way that is non-pharmaceutical, but natural in a way to to assist and help. You know, pretty much that's a pandemic on its own. I mean, the the, the blood pressure in some some communities is high, or diabetes, and all these. I call them the three stooges. I mean, high cholesterol, the blood, the, the blood, you know, the blood pressure, and diabetes. These things come together as a yeah. party. Yeah, they hang out together. <laughs> You know, but, you know, but really understanding that I love what you said, you know, the example of Puerto Rico. Well, we did have a pandemic and no one saw that happening or coming. And you're right. There were lockdowns. I mean, obviously there was essential places open and things like that. But the 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 chain, you know, of the the, the what do you call the, the manufacturing was not there. Right. You know, all the stuff, you know, was was behind schedule. People did not get their medications if they didn't have it, you know. On. No. And and there was so, so much stuff going on, even for the immune system to kick in and things like that. There were a lot of, you know, discussions about using natural remedies to prevent, you know, the the symptoms or even actually kick off, you know, the virus from your body and the bugs. And or the after, because the bug does the, the triggers and then everything else happens. You get pneumonia, you get this, you get other things. If you can, you know, pretty much convert all these things to, to a better way and hopefully prevent the other outcomes, then the virus is going to come in and come out and it will die eventually. But I mean, I'm not a, a doctor. So, but the idea is that if we have all these, these barricades or like these, these, you know, nice little weapons ready to defend, you know, the body, we can do better. Right. But people did not know these things. And, um, and there's a lot of, again, talking about information and misinformation. There was a lot of pushing back. You know, there were two, two, sides of the world there was one side that was like hey take this the medicinal stuff and the other side said take the herbal stuff and it was a fight <laughs> you know but here's the thing the pandemic is gone but it can always happen again now that we know it can and we don't know if those pharmaceuticals um the the pharmacies will be open the next time we don't even know so i think it's really important for people to know again I know hundreds of herbs, but people only need to know of a couple herbs and they can always keep seeds in their house. They can always keep dried herbs. Remember, dried herbs will last for about three to four years and we've got our tinctures that last for 10 years. So maybe people that are on pharmaceuticals should know about comparable herbs and just buy some tinctures and keep them in a in a dark closet somewhere in case there's a crisis and i think that's what's really important and really missing in this world you did speak about sugar and what's really <laughs> interesting is that breast milk is like 85 percent sugar so the way we're com- we're created 
is that babies love that sugar. They love it. And somehow I'm not so anti, well, I'm anti-white sugar, but I'm not anti-sweet because breast milk is very sweet. And if someone is breastfed for 12 months, they're used to that sweetness. So the question is, can we learn to use maple syrup and honey and different sweeteners that are delicious and sweet and they are healthy only they're not when you get to the point where you're already diabetic. So to teach a kid to have, you know, a little almond butter and apple with a drizzle of honey over it. And I forgot to mention in the beginning that I'm a mother of seven. Thank God I have two boys and five, five I have two girls and five boys. Um, so, you know, it was always trying to think of, you know, like a carrot cake or a zucchini cake is super delicious got a little snuck a little vegetable in there, got a little honey in there. So moms, especially Instagram moms, are definitely getting more creative with foods and integrating healthier food choices for kids. And that doesn't mean that they can't, you know, like you said, go to a movie and get Trizzlers and have junk. Of course they can, but their normal should be sugary sweets that are healthier for them because kids like those sweet things. Well, I, I listen. I I've had actually a, a couple of shows about diabetes and about sugar specifically, but but you're right. The 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 sugar that we talk about is the non, you know, the manufactured sugar. You know, the stuff that is unnecessary. It's really not really what it is. It's more of a an addiction and a drug on its own. Uh, in the natural sweeteners, uh, like honey, is natural and it has you know good. As a matter of fact, even studies are shown that you know even if you're diabetic, you know honey is is it could be good for you. Uh, and and as you said, you know breast, you know uh, milk is natural, but it comes from natural resources. As long as the mom is also feeding correctly, you know, in the right stuff. But at the end of the day, that's how historically it has been. Today, that's the other thing. You know, I know you've you've talked about you've helped a lot of you know mothers you know breastfeed, but there's there's thousands of formula babies now, if not millions, yes. right? So that's the other thing, millions. formula, millions formula. I mean, sadly, I could I have actually this theory that somehow whatever we put in that formula is actually turning our kids into a different you know creature. They're different than than for example when I was a kid, uh, you know, and that's that's the reality of things. I mean, I I I tell that to my kids. You guys are. Baby formula kids, because unfortunately my, my wife didn't, you know, breastfeed them, so they they had that. So I can tell you from from my personal experience that I know there's a difference between how they are. They like different in their the way they're thinking, and they're rigid. And I don't know, maybe they're not connected to the to the the mom's, you know, emotions. Whatever it is, I mean, it could be psych, you know, psychiatry. It could be a real, you know, like physical, you know, anatomy things or DNA type type of of making, right? But at the end of the day. It's all about natural versus not natural. And unfortunately, anything that is manufactured takes away from the natural process. And therefore, everything that is made from that chemical combination is never going to be as good as something that is natural. I mean, even today, we got GMO food. I mean, yeah. seedless, seedless watermelons. I mean, how, how do you make melons without seeds? I mean, technically, you need seeds for these things, right? Yeah, it doesn't even add up. And there's there's plenty of this. I, I, it's true. This is a true story. I, we bought tomatoes recently. Now, obviously, the, the season is over, so you can't really go. I'm not close to any farms. I mean, I am, but they don't have any, you know, of their produce now. So it's all frozen. So we bought from the, you know, uh, one of those wholesale places. Uh, not mentioning the name. And in about a week, we opened a tomato. It had the plant inside of it. It literally created its own plant within the actual how does that even work i mean do you have like it's actually planting its own babies inside like tomato is pregnant <laughs> i mean what the wow. hell <laughs> I, wow. I mean i I, ha I think i still have one that might have that i was just it was like my wife and i was like what the hell's going on but this just shows that great instagram photo you know what i mean oh, that, there that goodness. is for uh, sure. yeah, I, I gotta go find another one of those because i think we still have a couple but frankly like what the hell? I mean, it's not supposed to look like a real tomato is supposed to give you seeds that you can replant and eventually get more tomatoes. It's not yeah. the case. So, so I mean, this is just an example. Now, going back to to your key topic, I mean, the herbs. You know, I know you said you have you know hundreds of herbs, and, and an herbalist knows every single one of them, where they are, how they grow, and so on and so forth. But you're right for our common folks. If you don't mind, what are our? I mean, I know you mentioned already a couple. You know, lemon balm, you, you the the lavender. Um, I think you mentioned a couple more. <laughs> I, I I lost. Oh, what is that one? 
So let's talk about some weird plants. That's a mushroom. That's a mushroom. This is a reishi (laughs) mushroom, which grows out the side of trees. And I actually buy my reishi tincture from two guys that live in the Adirondacks. And they climb these trees up so many feet. And they they cut down these reishi mushrooms. So this is kind of ugly, but it's like phenomenal. Reishi mushroom is not a magical mushroom. It's a medicinal mushroom that helps the immune system modulate itself. So it, it, it doesn't overstimulate the immune system, but what it does is immune systems that are overstimulated that produce eczema, lupus, um, allergies, and then the, 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 the immune system that's too low in its functioning, chronic ear infections in kids, chronic strep throat, getting the flu all the time. So reishi mushroom is an immunomodulator. And it helps the immune system reboot itself. So reishi mushroom is one of the few herbs that I like in tink- in capsule form. I don't like a lot of herbs in capsule form because they dry out too quickly. But these things are hard and they live through a lot of seasons. And what we do is we, well, you don't have to do it. You can buy it. But it's dried and made into capsules. And I have another mushroom here. It's a big, ugly mushroom. It's called a chaga mushroom, and it looks kind of like a clump of poop. So I'm always wondering, like, who saw this on a tree and looked at their friend and said, oh, my gosh, that's going to cure us. You know what I mean? I would never do that. But somehow someone said, "Ooh, this ugly growth is going to cure us. And chaga mushroom helps with memory. It helps with immune system. It helps give us vitality and strength. Can you mix reishi mushroom with chaga mushroom? Of course you can. So medicinal mushrooms are becoming quite popular. We've got lots of them. We've got cordyceps. We've got maitake. This is reishi. This is chaga. So people that tend to pick up everything, your friend at work sneezes, you know, you're getting that cold. Your partner's got a sore throat, you know, you're getting that sore throat. You go on a plane, you know, you're getting a sinus infection by the end of that flight. Taking medicinal mushrooms on a daily basis, morning and evening can help reboot that immune system. How fabulous is that? Listen, I <laughs> you, you, right like I told you, this is going to be music to my ears and everybody watching and listening right now. I mean, you told them, you know, it's funny because you mentioned magical, you know, mush- mushrooms. So, you know, so there is those other ones that have those aftermath effects <laughs> that get you a little nice little, you know, mood. This is the other ones. These are the ones that actually give you the nutrient, you know, piece of it, not the high. Just to be clear. Yeah. And you can take it also in tea. So a lot of people now are taking chaga tea or reishi tea. And it's very hip and funky these days to like add some um, reishi powder into your coffee. So there's so many different ways that you can use all these medicinal mushrooms. You can literally, there's on my, um, um, as I told you before the show began, anybody that's interested, I have some free handouts for your listeners. You go on sarahana.com, my website, and it says free handouts. And why am I even mentioning it now? Because I have a recipe for what is called Zoom balls. What are Zoom balls? No, they're not getting you high. But what they are is we take a nut butter, either a tahina or an almond butter or peanut butter, you mix it with different dried herbs and you mix it together to make a ball. You can put some dates in there, delicious. Also put it in the food processor. You can roll it in chocolate chips. You can roll it in coconut and they're called Zoom balls. And you can give them to kids to eat at school. Your little ones are not going to eat it, but your teenagers will. You can take it with you when you travel. And what they have is their energy balls. That's why they call them Zoom balls because you've got the protein of the nut. You've got that little bit of sugar from the dates. You've got a different powdered herbs and you can put your medicinal mushroom powder in it and there's exact recipes on my website and you can keep them out of the fridge for a couple days you can freeze them you can put them in the refrigerator you know it's an effort you know about a 
15 minute effort to make them, but these zoom balls are wonderful. If you're going on a hike, you just put some in a little container in your backpack. You have your water, you have your zoom balls. You're good to go if you get exhausted in the middle of the hike. If you're at a workout, you can go to the gym. You can, you know, eat your protein before, but if you feel you're lagging in the middle, it, if you're working out and you eat something that's too heavy, you get a stomach ache, but you eat one of these little Zoom balls and it's energizing. So that's a really easy way to start to integrate herbs into your life. Well, I think, I, you know, I, I love that because, you know, we, like I said, this is going to be also on the Fade and Fab channel and the Nutritious channel. This is actually almost a power bar that you're talking about that we can naturally, you know, enhance the power bar that we can have without any side effects. It's all good. It's all energy. It's natural. And it's it's not going to hurt you. If anything, it's just going to give you the motivation and stamina to continue doing what you're doing. So all those, uh, listen, I'm not putting down any products out there, but frankly, there's products that when you read the ingredients, you're like, what am I eating? Sounds like, you know, we're going to do a jet, you know, Propulsion, you know, uh, you know, project here. Because you'll know exactly what you're eating with Zoom balls because yeah. you made them yourself. <laughs> and we didn't say in the beginning, but I was a gymnast. I was an AU Junior Olympic champion gymnast. Um, and when I was working out, I don't want to age myself. Um, but we barely even worked with weights. I mean, we didn't have all these fancy machines. We worked with our own push-ups with our own body. We used our own body weight to build our muscles. We did pull-ups. We did sit-ups. We did everything. We ran all the time. And we became, I'm only five feet tall, and we were tiny and strong. So, you know, exercise and fitness was a very important part of my um, upbringing. And I know back then we didn't know about nutrition. Before we competed, we used to eat like pancakes with like fake maple syrup. And it was really sad because we were really tiny and we were really strong. I mean, you look at the Mary Lou Rettons, that's what we all looked like, you know? And when we had a reunion like 20 years later, unfortunately, because most of the people were eating those high calorie foods that we thought gave us energy, everyone was really out of shape and overweight. Because I took another turn and became a homeopath and an herbalist, I was able to educate the athletes that come to me and myself and my kids how to stay fit as we age, because as we age, we have muscle disintegration, our bones is not as strong as we need to. So keeping these herbs in your life from the child act, um, athlete to the collegiate athlete, and then the adult going to the gym, these herbs are going to help keep our bones as stable as possible to be able to hold up our muscles that we're building. Well, so that was something I mentioned, like, you know, there's some more about your story and, and thank you for sharing that because when you think about it, I mean, frankly, you're right. I mean, we do eat a lot of stuff and the, the, the standard is that you want to work out, you're going to get a lot of carbs so you can keep up and, and you have enough sugar in your body so you can burn. So there's that old school, you know, thought of you know, process there. And, but I, I love it. You've evolved into what we have today. What, what you're stating today is that there's natural herbs. It can combine with natural, you know, ingredients such as dates and things. By the way, dates are on their own. They have minerals. They have a lot of stuff. They can have, and, and they have natural sugars to them. You can't get, go wrong with them. I love dates personally. Uh, you know, I have a friend <laughs> who used to make fun of them. It's like, can I get some of your cockroaches? <laughs> Literally, because yeah, sure. <laughs> there's some of them that look like that. So that was the joke about it. But, you know, like you love my cockroaches. I have plenty of them. <laughs> you can have those. Although, I mean, there is there is a whole a new world of, of protein that is coming from, you know, bugs and stuff. That's, that's all this, the discussion is showing its mm -hmm. own. I actually did one of those, you know, uh, recently, but, but, you know, the, the part is that your formulas, and by the way, thank you for, for sharing that in the, in the website, we can get that recipe. So anyone watching or listening, you know, go get it. There's no, there's no shame in the game. As a matter of fact, I want to try to see if my wife, you know, can, can get it and we can do it on a video to, to share it. If we can do it on, you know, live and make it happen so people can see what it looks like using your recipe with your permission, of course. <laughs> of course, of course. All right. Thank you. Well, well, so, so, so now, now you mentioned teas. Now you, you've talked about the mushroom, you know, piece of it and tea, but like there's, 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 there's a whole discussion about teas because, I remember during the pandemic, uh, there were discussions of people from India and other places who actually really drink a lot of teas. They have lesser, um, I guess, um, 
bad outcomes symptoms. when it came to when, yeah, yeah with, with the pandemic. Is that actually you know true? I mean, I'm assuming it is, but just to to get your opinion on it. A lot depended on your age and how much you exercised, what blood type you were. So the pandemic was a very weird, strange experience for practitioners because you had some people that were 55, overeating, a little heavy, close to obese, and they were fine. And then I remember I had this couple that came to me from Westchester, and they were both thin and in shape and ate well, and they had a horrible experience with COVID. So COVID was a very strange um virus that we all were presented with. There was an herb called OSHA, which did not cure COVID. If any herbalist out there tells you they cured COVID, um, we didn't. We could support the body. But OSHA is a very interesting herb because it's a root in the ground. It's called bear root. And bears, after they hibernate, they excuse me, come out in the spring and they dig up the OSHA plant and they chew on the OSHA root. And what the OSHA does is it opens up your lungs, allows you to take a deep breath, and really helps clear any congestion. Because of a lot of us, like if, you know, on a weekend, we like really splurge and sleep for 10 hours, you know, if it happens, you wake up and you're always like <clears throat> clearing your throat a little bit, a little bit of a stuffy nose because the mucus starts to increase when we're sleeping longer. So OSHA root was really a popular herb that worked really well. But I'd love to take a moment because um, I know we're going to run out of time before we know it. And there's so much to talk about. So I wrote this book called Moodtopia. And this book is available on my website, Amazon, everywhere. And Moodtopia is a book that talks about herbs for emotional stress. So we have people in this world that are happy all the time and you got to worry about them that they can have a break, you know, and then on the other end of the spectrum, we have people that are falling apart and are on psychotropic drugs and they need them bipolar, psychotic breaks. But then there's all the rest of us. And here we are sad, depressed, lonely, overwhelmed, stressed, anxious. And that's where herbs really shine. So I wanted to make sure that we got to this before the show ends, because right now the world's in chaos. I mean, this is not a political show and I'm not a political speaker, but it's in chaos. There's a lot of terror and there are certain elements that want us to feel terrorized. They want us to feel scared. I mean, you said you're a dad. I mean, when you go to a park, man, you are not sitting there scrolling on your phone. You're seeing where your kids are. And, you know, when I take my kids to the park, you got to know that that's not the time that I'm chatting with my friend. We're all on edge and scared and nervous. So taking herbs are not going to make bad people become good. It's not going to bring world peace. But what taking herbs during times like today of chaos is it can help calm our central nervous system down. So there is one of my favorite researchers named Dr. Robert Sapolsky. His research is like, oh my gosh, he's just the top guy on stress. And he was talking about that when a person is in a state of fear or terror, what happens is their prefrontal cortex makes impulsive decisions, doesn't read situations properly, and then whatever decision you made in the prefrontal cortex, the front of your brain, goes back into the hippocampus and makes a memory that may not be true. Because in moments of terror and fear, we're not thinking as logically and we can come to conclusions that are not necessarily correct. People that view terror, if I'm drinking this cup of water, when I hear something tragedy that happens, the next time I pick up the water, the brain will remember that memory and make an association. So when we're going through all these crazy times, the question is, how do we stay sane enough to help our, our partners, our loved ones, our parents, our grandparents? And there is an herb called skullcap that will not bring world peace, but it's in the mint family. It's calming and soothing. I have some right here. 
some skullcap and tincture. And it can help lower our cortisol levels, which are our stress hormones, and our adrenals will come back into play so that we can assess situations better and stay calmer so we can give a care, be a caregiver to those around us. So I felt it was vitally important that we just at least touched on that subject because there are other herbs if you're interested in hearing about also. Of course. But these herbs can help us stay sane during insane times. So they're very important. There's an herb called rhodiola given to athletes. It's one of the best herbs for athletes because it calms you down and gives you energy at the same time. Rhodiola is called considered an adaptogen. An adaptogen is an herb that doesn't have a specific area that it goes to. Like certain herbs will go to the prostate. Certain herbs will go to the thyroid. Certain herbs will go for sinuses. But an adaptogen will go where the body needs it. So rhodiola is an amazing herb if you feel you're depressed and like a couch potato. You like don't want to do anything because <laughs> some people get nervous like me and we get neurotic type A personality. We're nervous. We're going to just do 35 more things. And other people get on the couch and go, I'm not moving. There's like, I'm just sitting here. The table's messy. <laughs> I'm sitting here. So rhodiola can give them a little bit of a boost and skullcap can calm down that neurotic nerve-wracking, scary brain. So those are two herbs that people need to know about just so they can have it in their kitchen cabinet, have it, you know, in their in their desk drawer because those herbs will help us focus when we need to be there for other people. Well, so, Sarah, I, I have to say thank you for, for, for highlighting the book and also this piece about the conditions that we are living in today. It's been stressful in decades, and it just, you don't know what to expect any day you hear something wrong, whether in the world or locally, uh, whether, you know, we just don't know what to expect anymore. And even without even looking at the uh, wars and the crazy and, and all the, the bad stuff, we can just talk about even the stress at work. Everybody's stressed out. The economy is not in a good shape. People are stressing out about everything. You know, you, you I mean, the inflation is so high now. People are just going crazy about like, I can make ends meet. I can pay the bills. I can afford the food. I can go out as, as I used to because everything is more expensive. And that's causing people to be stressed, anxiety. All the stuff is adding up right now. And people are being depressed for no reasons. Well, there's reasons behind it. So understanding some of these things can give us a clearer visual, a clearer understanding, a calmer demeanor, and, and being able to perceive things as what they are as opposed to just having the wrong image or the wrong stuff and being able to deal with the situation because that's the thing i love what you said we have extremes and then a lot of us are in the middle there right and when you have an extreme to your point we have the ability to know this is diagnosed this is diagnosed but a lot of us are not diagnosed we we just <laughs> kind of wing it day by day in day out and we <laughs> we try to figure it out but it's not working right and some people tend to get medicine, like over the shelf, you know, stuff just to to get, you know, we got migraines, things that are happening again, stress, all these things do have stuff. Uh, and so thank you for that. The other thing that you talked about is the way some of these herbs work, you know, in, in specific areas of the body. I do have a question about that. Where can we get a list? You know, I mean, do you have one on the site uh, whereby we know like these herbs are for your liver? Because I, I do want to talk about the liver, you know, in, in a few minutes, because that's the that's the the organ that does a lot of detoxification of the body, right? That's a detox center. That's and its job. It's the filter. Yes, it's the filter, right? I mean, we have the the, the I mean, obviously the, the the renal stuff. We have the the thyroid that you mentioned. I mean, these are the the keywords in the body that that really we need to talk about. And you mentioned prostate for men. You know, that's a big deal because I, I lost my dad to prostate cancer, so I know how how yes, important sorry. that that that. Uh, thank you. And it, it, you know, it was by the time we figured out, it was late. You know, and uh, it was too late. So, so I can tell you, for folks watching, listening, it you, you do need as, as you hit the forties, I think forty five and up, you start looking at prostate and things like that. If you have any problems in your family, diabetes and stuff, you start looking at those things early. As women, again, breast cancer. So a lot of these things are real and are happening. And they, you know, don't think that it's not going to happen to your family or to you because it happens to everybody. Everybody knows someone who has some of these things in their 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 families or their friends. So let's understand that. So uh, the reason I mentioned the liver specifically, because 
it does a lot of work. And because of the way yeah. we eat, what can you give us as a tip? Because we want to make sure that liver is optimal, <laughs> you know, working so, at the highest level. Yeah. So in my book, Mootopia, there's a glare. I do have a whole chapter on the liver and oh, I nice. talk herb by herb about which livers, which liver herbs, not which liver, which liver herbs for which condition you're experiencing. And on my website, I do, because you asked also, I have a handout there for cold and flu herbs, for emotional herbs, for so many different things. Because again, remember, mine is education. So I do have that. So, you know, I get, I question the word detox and I, I'm not being put down at all because that is an important word. But I like to think of us as supporting the herb. Like, I don't like people to get in their brain that they're toxic. You know, it's like someone called me up and they said, Sarahana, I'm toxic. I'm like, oh, my gosh, were you in a radiation plant? Oh, my God. What does that mean? You know what I mean? Like, like she goes, no, 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 I just feel toxic. I'm like, are you yelling at us? Is that toxic? She goes, no, 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 it's my liver. So I said, well, come in here and we're going to support the liver. Do you know what I mean? I feel these words are super important. So supporting the liver means that the liver's job is to detox. It's its job. You don't have to do its job. It's It's been hired to do that. What you need to do is support the liver so it feels strong enough to do its job. So there's an herb called milk thistle. It will eat up pharmaceutical um, medication. So if you're on that, please don't take milk thistle. But if you're not taking pharmaceuticals, what milk thistle does, it's not milk, it's a seed. And it literally like breaks down fat deposits in the liver. So when we have what is called a fatty liver, and it's hard even on MRIs and certain scans, because the fat can be inside the liver. But fatty liver, especially if you love to drink alcohol, or you did when you were younger, and you stopped Milk thistle will help break down any fat deposits that you have in the liver. And that's an important thing. And all our root plants, dandelion root, um, burdock root, burdock root is wonderful. Go to any Asian market and you're going to find burdock root. You're going to find sweet potatoes, onions, and burdock root. And they literally just peel the burdock root, chop it up, and put it in their stir fry. Nowadays, we just can take it in capsules. That's another herb. I'm like most in tincture, but burdock is a food herb, so you can take it in capsules. And burdock root also breaks down fat. So if you're taking a medication, you can use burdock root rather than the milk thistle. And that really supports the liver. So there's a lot of herbs that are out there that are going to give us that support that we need. You know, it was so funny. I had just started doing um, TV segments and I had done one a couple of weeks before. And this producer calls me December 31st at like, 12 30 at night okay i'm a night owl i don't know if i ever told her that but you know like i was just just starting my day at 12 30 she goes oh my gosh my morning person canceled my morning segment can you come in and do hangover tips i'm like you want me to like get my hair done get my makeup on <laughs> get my dress on get my, my herbs together she's yeah yeah i want you to be there at 6 a.m so anyway so you know i got there to say okay there are herbs you can use for hangover tips and we were talking about the different herbs to help the liver get rid of all the alcohol. So yeah, there are a lot of herbs that can definitely help support that liver to do its job. Well, well, thank you. And, and, and so, so now I know we're coming to the end of the time we have, but, but uh, listen, I'd love to have you for another hour, but I know we, you know, time is ticking, but so, so people, you talked about Brooklyn or the city, um, you know, it's one thing if you have a, a backyard, but, but, what would you how can you know someone really grow in there like as you said on on a um escape fire escape or a porch or or something a balcony or even just a pot because you know some plants do need you know air they need um, uh, sunlight you know all these things you know what herbs do you think that anyone that really like you know doesn't know much about planting and and and, and plants just just put it up get it and then you have a tool that you can instantly and of course 
we have the resources pre-packed ready. We can get those those bottles or the, the droppers as well as all these dried food, you know, dried uh, you know herbs ready. But if they want to do something as a backup, what would you tell them? What would be that? So thank God we do have these days. We can get tinctures pre-made. You don't have to rely on doing it yourself. You can get different dried herbs. So we're very lucky in the economy and the state of our existence today. But I would just say that if someone wants to start with it, just growing some parsley, dill, and cilantro, and you're good to go. Like cilantro is an herb we use if a child's been exposed to too much lead. So we have these kids and we really had a problem like 10 years ago where in the apartments there was lead-based paint and these kids lead levels. And we really used an herb called ground ivy and cilantro. Cilantro. We use dill for people that have indigestion. You can take fresh dill, um, macerate it a little bit, pour some boiling water over it and drink some dill tea. And parsley, I mean, that helps with urinary tract infections. If you're hanging on to too much water retention, if you have a little high blood pressure. So I always encourage people just to start. It's really kind of hard to kill cilantro, parsley, dill. It's really easy to grow them. And then you'll feel really great about it. You're like, oh my gosh, look, I grew this. And we know that just getting that connection to plants really make us feel good. And kids love it. I mean, if you have kids at home and you like, you know, grow these herbs like lemon balm also, and you make like a lemon balm popsicle, which we slid over, you know, early in the discussion, yeah, yeah. you make the lemon balm tea, add a little bit of honey. If the child's over a year old, you make it in little popsicles. It tastes delicious and it helps calm you down. So there's so many herbs that you can grow on your fire escape. And if I can give one more interesting thing that I've started, I have a school called Mootopia Academy, and it's very inexpensive to join per month. And we do two Zoom workshops a month, and people can either join live or they get the recording of it. And we talk, Hurricane H, about all these things. What can you grow? What should you grow? What products do you trust? So besides listening to your fabulous shows that are all over the place, they could also join Mootopia Academy. And we're not sponsored by anybody. We're not selling you anything except knowledge and information. And we've got students from all over the world. And it's really a great um, little workshops that we have. People are really enjoying them. Well, listen, I, I love that. And, and frankly, you, we're not going to cover all the herbs on this particular hour. But but really, you are the resource. We have the book. We have these workshops. So, folks, if you're watching or listening right now, it, it's not rocket science. Very easy. You can literally transform your life by, by learning these new tips and tricks for your better health and better living. I mean, listen, your oneness is everything. We care. I care about my own, but I really care about everybody watching and listening to have a better health, life, stress-free, emotions, you know, controlled, everything. Cleanse your liver, cleanse your system, whatever it takes. We have, I mean, parsley and cilantro are like, you know, easy to have. I mean, we all see them. We all use them in food. But but understanding what the benefits can mean, you know, I love mint person, like, like, like peppermint and mint. I drink mint tea all the time. It's very nice. There's so many things that 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 are that we have in our, you know, just in the general vicinity. I mean, I I have a whole bunch of mint that grows in, in my backyard, and it just like it's, it takes over, as you said. Some of these things can take forever. I mean, take everywhere, you know, they 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 go in. So you have these abilities, and you can do it. But again, not knowing what you do or how and what, we have the resource. This this show is just a link to the. This is basically the portal to 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 Sahana's, you know, world, and and you know the herbs and the benefits of them. So again, I clearly would recommend this and yes, do sign up for those workshops and, you know, get the benefits because I love what you said. It's, it's information and resources can't go wrong for that. Thank you, Hurricane H. I think it's really important. And I feel in this in this generation, we love modern technology. I mean, who doesn't love their washing machine, their dishwasher, their dryer, their phone? I mean, there are cars. No one's getting away from that. But as human beings, we need to understand the plants that grow around us. Like if they're unhealthy, we're unhealthy. If they're healthy, we're healthy. And we just have this symbiotic relationship that I think we've really lost. 
And um, I don't want us to lose that. I, you know, I want people to be able to um, include this in their life. So thank you for having me on your show, Hurricane H. I love that you're helping me educate people around all of us and ourselves. I think it's a really great job you're doing. Thank you. I, I do have one thing that came up as you were talking. Uh, sure. One one question that, that, that really drives me nuts is like, I've heard this and I don't know, I don't know if it, I don't know if it's real or not, but the, the concept of the soils where we plant things. Yeah, soils are a whole other show. Um, you know, <laughs> one of the problems with our food source, which we spoke about at the beginning of the hour, is that um, our food sources are lacking a lot of vitamins and nutrients. And a lot of it comes from the soils. And I actually am um, periodically a guest speaker at the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens. And they have soil specialists that talk about the importance of soil. And that's a problem we're having. We've stripped the soils of many vitamins and nutrients. And that's a very important science. And we need to get back into understanding the importance of soil. Maybe we'll bring you back for a whole discussion about that. <laughs> Absolutely. Right, well, well, listen, uh, you know, Sarah, it was, it was just trem it. tremendous information, a lot of good stuff that we got today. I am uh, excited about, you know, what this, this show was about and, and, and the value that it's going to bring to people. So I want to thank you. And on behalf of our audiences and viewers and listeners, you know, for, for just tremendous information and please folks do check out the, 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 the website on the description of the show, link up to, to Sarahana and, and check out the work and the book as well. Um, any last words of wisdom you want to leave our uh, audiences with? Yeah, there's so many words. I, I think that the most important message I would say right now is that if we could start to bring our youth into understanding about plant medicine, I think that a lot of these school shooters and a lot of these people that are bullies in school um, and all the torture that's going on in the junior high and high schools, I think these kids are just screaming out for some plant medicine. I think these kids just need a little bit of anti-anxiety herbs, anti-stress herbs. And my final words to that is fall in love with herbs and they will love you back. That's it. I'm not going to add anything to that. That's powerful. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it. Those are words of wisdom, folks, that you cannot, you know, deny. I mean, it's it's perfect. And yes, it starts with our youth. So absolutely. So, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much, Hurricane. It was a pleasure. You asked great questions and it was great information for your listeners. Thank you. Pleasure is mine. There you have it, folks. I'm Hurricane H. We'll be talking soon. New day, new show, new topic. Bye for now.